Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Vibe Check. We chapter five of people in the industry using the world's universal language, which is of course music. You know who it is already, but before I introduce myself, I'm gonna let my good friend, talented writer himself, and of course the best Afro in the whole of South London, say his piece. It's Aruna Jalla. Thank you, love. I've been growing it for a minute, but it hasn't come out. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> I'm here with a brilliant friend. Uh, good at advice. Hasn't been in relationships, but good at giving relationship advice, which is strange. Okay. Artistic. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What? 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 <laughs> That's a slide. Nah, 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 nah. That's a slide. Let me expose my man. Because 30 seconds ago, he was like, yeah, we're going to do a really nice intro. Yeah, blah, blah, like, blah. Awesome blah. episode. What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> I'm feeling a bit snaked right now. Anyway, you did thank you very it. much. You did deserve it. Ben Quashi. Thank you. Thank you. And we've got, as always, uh, my not blood brother, but very well could be, uh, phenomenal. Actor, divisor, theatre maker, all round the board guy. You love him. You love to see it. It's Kai Shaw, everybody. Is that him? And just below me on screen, we have our special guest for today. You can catch him in Baghdad Central, Inside Number Nine, but you can definitely catch him in We Hunt Together, Alibi's brand new series, which he is, of course, the lead. But don't get it twisted. He's an actor as well, but he's a damn good writer. For sure, I can back that up. What, 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 that's called, it's called stiff chocolate uh-huh. sessions. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, so of that's, course, of that's, course. That's, that's, I'll take that on. You know, you see the red velvet durag. I was going to say. You know what it means? I was going to say. Sah. You know what it means? Sah, shout, baby. Out to, shout out to Thundercat. Yeah, I love it. Real. <laughs> what are you saying, man? How are you? How's things? I'm good, man. Um, I'm just taking every day as it goes, doing all yeah. that kind of stuff, enjoying the weather when it's nice, when it's not, mm-hmm. just playing PlayStation trying to keep creative and all that but mostly just enjoying the kind of lack of you know i was i i, I was when I, when I talk to my parents normally it's like my parents in nigeria normally when they're like what are you doing like i could never say nothing do you know what i mean so but now they call me i'm like what are you doing I'm like nothing they're like okay <laughs> just as long as you're staying safe so like i'm really enjoying oh, that okay <laughs> yeah. i was gonna say i was like are they getting on to you for saying you're doing nothing no nah, man they're just like listen just don't leave the house whatever you do just you know, aren't you for not doing anything during quarantine? That'd be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be surprised. I know a couple yeah. people. These rise and grind Twitter guys. <laughs> <laughs> the rise and grind. Yeah. Right then, shall we? Yeah. Let's get right into it. So, of course, we ask our guests uh, to send us four songs. One of which is their most recently listened to song. And the other three songs are based on a set of nine questions that they have to answer using a song, which we then get to guess. So the first song that you sent us, which is your most recently listened to song, was Party Next Door, Trauma. So we're mm-hmm. getting straight into the R&B, innit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't waste time. Mm-hmm. Listen, man, Party Next Door, one of my favourites. Really? One of my favourites. And an incredible songwriter as well. If you look mm-hmm. at the, the, the songs he's written, like mm-hmm. his, his, his catalogue is amazing. I just, I love the guy. I love him. For those Do you know who don't know, Party Next Door um, wrote Rihanna's verses for work. Yeah. 
you know what's yeah. mad? Though? He's I've one of never... these guys that is just kind of like around for me. He just kind of he's not. I don't know how to put it because he's not like a feature artist. Like we've we've discussed before about people that mm. are feature artists and they just need help. He's not one of these people. But yeah. some of his best work is when he pops onto other people's tunes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. he's got a very very strong like first verse. Like sometimes I, I make music yeah. and like. What's very difficult is when you have a, a very strong first verse and the second verse, you're like, I've mm. given you everything in the first verse, man. I can't do anything. Else. Do you know what I mean? I've given you everything in the first verse. I just want the song to end after a minute and a half. But he's, mm. but sometimes he can, but like mostly he's very, very good at just kind of like the first verse popping. Like even when like his, his tune with Drake, come and see me. Like that, mm-hmm. when he starts, does it make sense? And you're like, oh, this is cold. Mm-hmm. So cold. <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually listened to a project of his, you know. So say that again. I've never listened to a project of his. You oh, you should. You should do. You should listen to um, either his most recent um, album or um, one of his. He's got like PNDs, so like PND one or three, yeah. one, two, three. In fact, any of them. I say any of them. They're good. They're really? good. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. I need to check these out properly. I feel like I'm, yeah, I've definitely been sleeping on him. But he's also just one of these names that I just expect to pop up in a future thing. And I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. that's all right. Okay. It's interesting though. I like. I mean, I like this. I did like this new album. It was there was like weird future vibes from it though. Like I feel like he was talking yeah. a lot of that toxic masculinity stuff that he he kind of touched on before, but like it, Man, was, it was prominent in this one. Yeah, he's, he sounds like he's been through it that's, over that's the last say, couple yeah. of years, and his, his album. Sure. You know, somebody you know somebody has to challenge future. We can't just have future <laughs> have toxic masculinity. You know, it's true. Someone who does do it, but you no, know, they they hide and not hide, but like the the aesthetic of their music is very misleading. It's Brent Fires. A lot of his stuff is very very you know very seedy. You know, these guys out here doing like one of these one of these one of these lines was like you know just because. I have sex with you doesn't mean I love you or something mm-hmm. like that. And it was just like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> and girls are like, yes, yes. But, yeah. It's about 50% of the R&B genre. Though. I still remember back in the day listening to um, John Legend's... Oh, what's the album with the gold cover? Oh, it's not the ordinary... It's the one with ordinary people on it anyway. Okay, mm. um, mm-hmm. That whole album is just about him cheating and then saying, I'm yeah. not cheating anymore and then cheating again. Yeah. But back then, when I was about yeah. 10, I was living for it. I was like, Yeah, yeah I want to be in love. Like, <laughs> oh, shit. Confessions. Whole album. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. You know what I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> Me and Arun have been chatting about this a lot, actually. With, um, have you heard of Givion? No, I haven't. So he's an up and coming RB artist. Um, mm. There's okay. one, one song called Favorite Mistake. Mm. It's, it's toxic, but it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. He's a criminal. He's an absolute criminal. Beautifully toxic. <laughs> the worst thing is the video is nice as well. The video yeah. is looking a bit nice. Mm, yeah. yeah. It's the worst With leather yeah. pants. But I feel like I feel like every great artist, regardless, gives us like a really toxic album. Like <laughs> you think about like you think like oh, because I was re-listening to my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, and that's a very oh, toxic, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Was, that's a that's a that's a you know what 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 that's that's a way that's a way but, like <laughs> but that one like like even like songs like heartless and you're like yeah you're like this is you know you could change after listening to this music mm-hmm. you're not wrong <laughs> <laughs> the whole your personality oh everything switch up all right so this is the part where we uh guess guess which songs are attributed to which question so the first song we have is a classic it's candy girl by new edition 
the, uh, I, uh, um, this, I wanna, this, this, this could be many, many ones. I don't know yeah. yet. I want to say, out of all the guests we've had on this show, these the three songs you've submitted are probably the hardest that I've yeah, had to yeah. guess. Like they could be like four or five mm-hmm. of the questions, all of them. It's That's not... what we like. Challenge, 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 challenge day. <laughs> it's challenge day. I want to say it's a song that relates to how you first got into the theatre uh, or the industry. But uh, that's a complete shot in the dark, to be honest. He's got a poker face, fam. You can't even I, read I, it. I, I want to say this is your shower song. I don't know why, but I just I, I want to say it's your shower song. I say shower song too. Okay, shower song as well. Yeah. Let me um let me quickly just remind myself which songs. Let me just quickly uh Oh okay. Um yeah, okay. Okay. You'd be correct. This is my shower song. Oh, Candy Girl man. New Edition. Okay. Candy Girl New Edition. Candy Girl. Wow. It's my me and my best friend, it's our favorite song as well. Bro. My oh, girls man. like candy, candy treats. She nice. Oh but it's it's too pure. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. And it's ironic because it reminds me of the time when, especially for New Edition anyway, like, mm. reminds me of a time when R&B was sort of bordering on that point where it was starting to get a little bit more toxic, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, facilitated by He Who Shall Not Be Named, it was, he was a big facilitator yeah. in the kind of transition yeah. from, um, you know, R- R&B from being like, I mean, I miss the days when, when man were just crying in the rain. You know? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what like, I miss those videos. 100%. I miss those videos, man. Like that's videos. one thing I want in my career. I like I want to be in a music video where I'm just crying and dancing in the rain. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like body popping. I want to be I just want to do it. Man. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want it. I want it. 100%. Poor Chris Vambad. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. The one that it's comes a... to mind is Asha, really. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Last year. Mm-hmm. Last year. And you know, thinking back to that time, like there's a lot of like weirder ones a little bit because I was listening to um, the Mario Winans, um, I Don't Want to Know. Mm-hmm. That's like the ultimate sideman song. Let's be clear. Yeah. Okay, if you're, if you're cheating, I don't want to know. I don't, I don't want to know. <laughs> I said, if you're cheating, oh, keep dude. it on the low. You can't have it. We need to. We need to have the, the no. There's a thin line between. It is. It is, man. Because I, I, I would argue that ironically, another guy, Mario, just a friend, is 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 also a heavy side man. Ooh, yeah. he was a. And you know what? Let me love you as well. Let me love you. I'm not toxic enough to be the main guy, but you know, you know, you know, when you sing that song, you're like, you're like the guy who's at, you know, when you're in a when you're in a club and you're like, babes, where's my where's my hug? Babes, where's my hug? Where's that guy. <laughs> Where's my hug? Where's my hug? Won't you, won't you let me love you? Huh? Where, where you know you, don't leave me. Don't leave me. Don't leave me. Hey, hey, what's up? Everyone in the crew. Come on, man. It sounds everybody. Jesus nah. Christ. I think yeah. something that really stood out to me, because I've not heard this song in ages, How cl- it sounded so similar, because we just banged it in the playlist and I was playing it in the background thinking about the questions. I was like, this can't be a Jackson 5 song that I'm hearing. And then, Listen, then com- common misconception, it. very common. Yeah, very, very. Everybody thinks it's Jackson Five, and obviously, like, it would be. It's the same as like when you hear like um, there was that new there was that there was 
there was that new guy that came out from Coventry and he sounded just like Jay Huss. Don't know if you. Oh, know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like it happens, doesn't it? It just happens in 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 genres. They just have people that just sound like that. And like New Edition, Jackson Five. It's just it's bound to. It's That's bound super to interesting. Now. now I'm wondering if is Jay Huss the equivalent of Michael Jackson in that genre. Whoa, 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 You've lost, you've left me. You've left me. But no, 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 actually, to be fair, he has such a distinctive style that if you mm-hmm. go anywhere near it, you're going to feel, you're going to be copyrighted in a way. It's mm-hmm. going to be, you know what I mean? It's like if, it's like if, it's like when Future and Designer, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Designer oh, yeah. came out of Panda. Yeah. I saw a meme when Future was like, when did I, when did I record this? <laughs> Uh, yeah it's um it's interesting yeah you don't have to be michael jackson in terms of Mm. legacy to influence people so i Mm. I, you know what i take it you didn't leave me don't leave me you didn't don't leave me pa is harder like hearing him he's like just come out and fam he's wavy he does sound like jay huss and i don't know Mm. if i want to hear a jay huss and pa track together because i don't know who's going to be who I'm not gonna lie to you. They sound, <laughs> they sound so hard. similar. They're so hard. Mm. When did you hear the um Candy Girl? When did you hear it? When was the first time you heard that song? Um I think just in the house when I was younger. Mm. Or maybe I just stumbled across it on YouTube and it's just like the beat just bam, bam, you know, it just gets you straight away from the after mm-hmm. so, and it's just like you're like, what is this? And then it just takes you, and it's such a it's such a wholesome song, <laughs> you know, as well. Yeah, it really is. So it's hard not to, you know, what I mean, to just mm. blast it. So, yeah, it's yeah, track. 100%. Let's move on. The next song is "Something About You" by Magic Jordan. Uh, before I even get into what I think this is, I'm so happy you put this in your playlist because mm. I forgot about this song. <laughs> and I used to bang this song out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> It fully gassed me. Ooh. Yeah, it's true. It's wavy. And for ages, I didn't realise there were two people. I thought Majid Jordan was one guy's name, but it's yeah. two guys. It's two guys. Whoa. And they just put their... Yeah, is it, is it their first dude. name together? Yeah. I think it's the first, first name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's two guys. This is news to me. I've learned about this right now. Listen, man. You, hey, listen. So we're here to spread knowledge, you know. We lay the seeds. We lay the seeds. I'm saying this is a song that's helped you creatively. Again, I've got no impetus for that as to why. I I agree, actually. I agree. A song that's such a great blue. A song that describes your career. Describes my career. No. Nah, this is a, a song that's helped me creatively. Hey. So, this one is. Good job. This one is. How so? How's it how's the song? It was, it was, you know, I was I was I was when lockdown first hit, I was I had this idea for this film, which like looks at kind of like reincarnation and stuff like that. Cool. And the kind of uh, the kind of basis of it is that it, like what happens when you die? Like there's a guy who dies like twenty years early, twenty years in like the early noughties, and then he feels like he's reincarnated in a different body, a different soul, but with all his memories. So like it, it the story plays out where he meets his ex fiance that he was married to, and obviously she's she's just a person now, and she doesn't know him. But then he starts dating the daughter and he has no he has no idea that that is actually his kid from 20 years ago. So like, but obviously he didn't realise that his fiance at the time was pregnant, mm. right? Oh. 
And so that kind of happened. So the song, when they first start dating is, you know, something about you, like Mm. there's something about her that is like, just reminds him of his fiance. Obviously he hasn't met the mum yet. Mm -hmm. And then you then, and then I wanted to be in the film that you then like, um, (laughs) so then like he meets the mum, they stay over, realizes, um, and then like, they have a conversation where she tells the guy, oh yeah, that was, you know, the daughter was you know for the guy that I was engaged to who died and then you know he sneaks back into the room where he was staying with the daughter and then like they have sex and she has like daddy issues of course she's like oh yes and stuff like that and then that song plays again like slow it's like something about you is in your weird <laughs> <laughs> so, so, that's yeah. sticky that is so sticky <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but Wow. Yeah, this it very it really helped me creatively. So and and I think it's such a it's such a versatile song as well. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting when you're creating because obviously, like I said in the introduction, you're not just an actor; you're a writer as well. Um, yeah. When you're creating, do you normally draw heavily on music, or do you just kind of draw from a mixture of things like personal experience? Ex- expeditiously, <laughs> <laughs> expeditiously on music. Like I would like to, I would like to create playlists. Like for the play that I was um, developing before. Uh, with uh, with my um, writing partner Sophie, um, with XYXX, which is just kind of like the male and female cover songs, or whatever. Mm-hmm. We were um, we had a playlist of songs that we kind of were referencing while we um, wrote. And yeah, man, I love music. I love the influence of it. It has such a kind of emotional change on me, and I like to u- try and utilize that as much mm-hmm. within um, the work. Mm. have you found trying to like create the lockdown obviously you've written this whole film which is sounds pretty sick but like <laughs> i know speaking to a lot of different people they have different kind of struggles i find being in this kind of scenario and trying to trigger the creative yeah there's there's two things that really really helped me um one is like not waiting to be inspired to create or write or anything because i can't always wait for inspiration so it's like early on in the lockdown i was like do five pages, even if it's crap, even if it's rubbish, just do five pages. Because sometimes you obviously you never know. You just get to it, set yourself a goal and like a deadline to say, I need to have 90 pages by this time so I could do a reading on Zoom with some friends and get feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one was that actually Sophie, she brought to me, which was um, a thing she learned. I think it was a Maktub theatre. I'm not sure, but it was, um, you set yourself like a two minute timer and you say, just write something bad, like as bad as you can. Mm-hmm. It's like literally just terrible. And then, like, you read it back and you're like, well, this ain't that bad, actually, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, but then, like, because you'd never pressure yourself in the same way to, like, set down a two-minute two, two minute time and go write something amazing, like your Olivier-winning play, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was good to kind of just get over the kind of preconception of you writing something that's going to be bad mm-hmm. and just kind of power through that and just understand that, you know, it will change. Mm-hmm. That's weird, so, man. I want to ask you about reincarnation. Like, do you think it's a thing? Yeah, it was, it was the kind of, it was, yeah, it was reincarnated, but more like the soul or like the essence of someone mm. or like how that passes through kind of generations. And I, th- I think it's something that's possible because I've had times in my life where I've kind of, I, f- I felt like I've, I've dreamt about somebody and then like, I've never met them before. Then I've seen them the next day or something like that. And it might, might not be that like, that might be a person from, a different whatever but it must it might be that like my unconscious have seen that person mm-hmm. like six six years ago and then you know what i mean it's that memory has been going on and then for some reason i see them so it kind of it kind of yeah i i, I 
do really wonder about the whole kind of reincarnation because obviously we'll never really know. Mm. But I think it's an interesting theme to to play with because it doesn't have to be so far fetched. It can just be kind of like, I don't feel like me. Yeah, mm. yeah interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. All right, let's go on to the final song, which is uh, a classic, an absolute classic. It is "U Turn" by Usher. Oh yeah. Come on, tie through the R and B. Ah, this again could be any one of them for any reason. Um, I feel like it's a song that relates to how you first got into the industry. Okay, I've gone for a shower song. Well, but. That's why, because the first song was Sour Song. Yeah. I was waiting for the dawn of you. It dawned on me from when I said it, but uh, I'm, 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 basically what I'm doing I is I'm firmly let go. So I was like, okay, we'll just let it slide. And <laughs> I'm firming the L now, so I can't firm the L later. I've put it on myself. We like, it, we like accountability. We like yeah. it. It's very important in this day and age. I think it's your... Uh, a song that relates to you getting into theatre, the first time you got into theatre. Interesting. Uh, ben, are you are you are you going to stick with Shout um, Song? Yeah. Already... Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, actually, it's it's just a, it's a song that I think there's a question. It's a song that most. Let me. What's the first question? A song that sums up your work. A song that sums up your work. No, because there's no there's there's a couple that are like quite similar in word and I want to just make sure I'm not saying the, mm-hmm. the wrong thing. Yeah, song that sums up my work. Okay. How to that's an interesting one. I think I think it's not necessarily like the work that I do, but the work the way I try to approach my work. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is, you know, you know, you know the song's called U Turn. And you can take that very literal, you take that as a, as like a you know as a as a as a dance move. But um I think it's I have everybody like we all get the same like we all go to drama school. I don't like you know what I mean. We all go to this. We all learn the same things, but it's it's about so it's it's basically my U turn will be different to your U turn to your U turn to your U turn. Mm-hmm. That's how I see like my work is that you know we all have the same capabilities, but like it's it's not about kind of producing the same work based off the capabilities. It's about producing my version of the work based off of my capabilities and how I interpret. The, you know, put your hands up. Engineer, it's about that, you know what I mean, and it's the individual, individual, individualism of that song that I want to keep into my work, which is like, this is how I want to do things. So you know, and also just kind of like sometimes when I when I get in like a twist of of, of certain things, where I'm going, I feel like I'm going down a route that's kind of um, a dead end. I like to just you no, know, let's start, let's just go, let's go, you know, back to front, do it all again, let's just start again and go over. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. It's and also even, like the, the, the fun of it as well, because I think yeah. we forget as actors that it's supposed to be fun. You know, mm-hmm. we do, we, it's a play, you know, mm-hmm. you play, you play characters, you know, so it's, it's, it's fun. It just reminds me to be fun. It is super interesting. Like the more I work in the back of the industry as a producer in those kind of roles, the more I mm. see that the individuality, the individuality does pay <laughs> off more than just like, because I think every drama school spends so much time breaking someone down to be a mold or mm-hmm. something. Um, 
But then when it comes to audition rooms and actual like casting conversations that people have, having that sense of individuality is what will push you over the edge to being successful in getting wherever it is that you've gone for. Mm. Um, which I think is a really hard message to get across to people. It is. And the only it is. Is, like, you can't it say, is. be yourself, because then it's like... <laughs> no, I'd, 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 encourage, I'd encourage people to see it this way, is... Um... Think about when you, whatever it is, your play audition, like when people, especially people I feel like are in the position who are coming into industry behind me, because I mean, I'm only out two years, but the, the, this idea of like, how do you come across? I, mean, I always say to them, like, if you were doing like a film for three months, right? Would you want to work with, not just, not your talent, but like, would you want to hang around with you for three months? That's, you got, that's how you got to look at it. Like, mm-hmm. I know I can be quite difficult, but I'm a nice guy. You know what I mean? I, I make a lot of jokes. Like, I know for the most part, like 80% of people are either going to like me you know, or, or, you know, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's like, if they don't even get an opportunity to know if, if it's you, then you're already like, you're, it's already working against you because we don't want to, because it, it, it takes a lot to be kind of this professional person, like all the time. And it's a bit boring because people like personality. That's what I feel like. That's what directors like and that's what they hire because like talent is kind of irrelevant because there's so many talented people yeah. i'd rather work with a nice person or somebody who's amusing or we like we like i remember when i was first auditioning i got a job as in a music video because me and the director i swear me and the director we had the same snapback on and i swear that's why we got, that's why i got the job it's just like he just tells you something do you know what i mean we had the same hat on that's my guy he's my do you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i think it's very important to to let your own personality to sh- to shine through Mm-hmm. it's big facts though because like everyone wants to rather work with their friend than a stranger I think most of the time yeah you'd want to bring your friends into the bag innit exactly. everyone's trying to secure exactly. the bag you might as well be your friend to secure the bag so exactly. if you're friends with the people that are getting you the job then it's just easy it's easier from day one as opposed to you know having I've, I now know this person on day 14 whereas I get to know this person from the off like I know who they are I know how they work it's yeah it's a no brainer for me but yeah. It is what it is, man. It is what it is. That so club, very, very quickly, um, just really quickly touch on, obviously you mentioned um, drama school, we're in a very interesting time right now, um, where obviously at the time of recording this, we're kind of like a couple of weeks into a lot of heavy, heavy um, Black Lives Matter mm. protesting, and particularly a lot of uh, drama school students have been starting to, you know, call out their drama schools for, um, just just to do better, essentially and do better by their BAME students. Um, I wanted to quickly talk about, like, for you, how, how important was it for you to maintain your individuality um, at drama school, and how difficult was it at times to feel like, you know, it, it was trying to be kind of suppressed in a way? I think the tricky thing is, is that, you know, you, they spend the majority of it up until around showcase time going, break you down, break you down, this is what you do, this is how you do it, and then it's like one day they all come in and I'm like, okay, now go be yourself and show everybody how great you are. And you're like, bro, I've, you know, you've been telling me this not to do this for the last two and a half years. I can't, it's not a switch. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, I think it can be a very, like I'll never discount drum school in terms of the training because I think the training is very important and it does give you those tools. But I think a lot of the other stuff is, is, um, you know, can, does it need to happen? And I'm not, I'm not one personally for congratulating people on kind of like what is, what is deemed like a basic right, you know, equality isn't, you know, it's not, I shouldn't be patting you on the back for striving for equality, you know? So I think it's, 
I think it's just, um, I think what they need to do just in the main is is be proactive instead of reactive, which is what they've always historically been. Mm-hmm. So I think that needs to change. Because yeah. like, as you were talking about that, I'm, I'm a person that having like graduated last year, um, I'm seeing the effects of me not being an individual because I was so restrained in mm. Bruford. And now I am taking time to learn to be myself because I took a break. Like I didn't straight up go for an agent or anything because I I had I was just going through this phase of I need to reclaim my own time. And I guess that's reclaiming myself, coming returning back to self because mm. drama school drowned out a lot of things and it affected me mentally. So even coming into audition rooms, it was hard. Like so I say the closest I felt to being myself in an audition room was um, auditioning for Talawa Run It Back because of what that needed. So I was like getting in touch with culture, getting in touch with mm. myself. And you're in a room with people that understand that. But when you're constantly in a room where if you get mad, you're now the angry, like aggressive mm. black man is like, no, I'm as mad as you would be over a certain fact, but I don't have permission to do that. Like you don't... Mm those microaggressions just accumulated. So right now I'm going through time of unlearning that and actually just returning to myself so I can just be, like you said, the individualism that, Mm. the individual, that's me, Aruna. So yeah, that's, yeah. But how was, because you went to Oxford, right? Mm -hmm. So what was that like? Like I know a couple of people that went to Oxford, but what was that like? Because that's like way off, like where do you live? Where have you, did you move from, like, was it a jump? Because for, for me, like, Rose Bruford was a jump. I mm. live, I went from, like, an all-black school, predominantly black, into a, going to a white area. So that was, like, a switch. So what is it like for you going from, mm. like... It, it wasn't, it wasn't, as, it was more like a strip back because, like, the schools I went to were predominantly, they were predominantly white, but they had, like, a, a huge, like, um, Asian, black, inf- like, kind of, influence not influence but like population they had like a, there was a lot like my best friends were black and stuff like that and but it, it's just like a it's a different environment as well because I wasn't I wasn't I didn't always want to be an actor it was like around 17 that I was like fully made the the kind of I fully committed to, to, to going down this into this industry so you know you're learning and which I think is difficult because when you're learning how to kind of exist in an industry the first time as well as you're you you're encountering like certain transgressions that you're that you've always kind of known but it's kind of it can be quite confusing because you're like this is a weird mix (laughs) and you don't really know what to what to what to think of it and like yeah I think for yeah I did it was it was tricky because I was aware of the transgressions I didn't think it would be so bad like the school like the the, the the highest level in terms of like the principal and stuff like that I thought like mm-hmm. for the most part uh, positions of power had always been positions of power and not just kind of like oppression to me mm-hmm. so when I whenever in the, in the past when I felt a, the need to voice concerns they've always been heard so when it wasn't I was like wow this is this is a whole different ball game why is this is <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. so that was that was difficult like when you hear people who you're supposed to you know trust saying really terrible things you're like oh wow there's you don't know what to do you just kind of keep quiet mm. Mm. completely off topic just because i'm interested uh what were you going to be before you were going to be decide to be an actor what was the job <sighs> that's a good 
question. I just know I wanted to be a, a pilot, and then I, I was playing football at the time, and then I got cut from from football, so I wasn't gonna do that. And then I don't really know what I wanted to be. I was kind of just existing. I was like, I'll just be like a teacher of some of some sort. I just teach, hmm. and then for some reason I wanted to be an actor. What was it that made you like? <laughs> <have that job laughs> <to> do? <laughs> Man, do you know what it was? It was like, it was it was it was teachers. One teacher at the time. She was um, Mrs. Pender. I always, always remember her. Uh, she was she auditioning for the school play, and after we like did the whole thing, she was like, "Have you thought about drama school?" I was like, "What's that?" She was like, "You should. You should look into it." And then from then, I looked into it. It looked it looked interesting. And obviously, I was auditioning for other things outside of like school, and mm. I was getting interested in th- into it. And it seemed like something I was good at and I could do, and it was achievable if I went through the drama school route. So you know, I had to convince my parents. Um, and then, yeah, from then on, just kind of like it was not like my first love, like, but I've I've, I've fallen in love with it now. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Nice one. It's beautiful. All right, now we get onto <laughs> a song that uh, our guest has had nothing to do with. They can relax because we picked the lovely song that we sent to them for this episode. The song is "Here for It All," featuring Mike Nasser by Noah Sleep. So we sent this to you. Mm. Maybe about half an hour ago, or something. So, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts, man? That's nice. When it, the the opening, it reminded me of the um, the Drake and Sanford tune. Uh, yeah. Don't oh, think about it too much, too yeah. much. It has that vibe. It really has yeah. that vibe. It's kind of. It's, it reminds me. It's it's like quite stereo. It reminds me. It, it feels like it should be playing it in in the car on the radio or like a like an old school stereo. That kind mm-hmm. of that kind of like grainy sound. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's a, it's a vibe. It's a vibe, man. I was listening to it. I was just like, this is, you know, I could work to this. Yeah. Like, just kind of have it on, in the background, just just as kind of like elevator music, mm-hmm. which sounds like an insult, but it's not. Word. Because you need, because I need the me personally, I need those songs that help me facilitate or just because sometimes I can't just sit in silence and just work. I, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in an office and I don't want to feel like that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I really, I really, you know, I might add it to a playlist. Add it, to a playlist. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of um, exactly what you're saying about the car stereo situation. Because the first thing that yeah. jumped to my mind was one of Jane Smith's interludes on Charles Gambino's Kawhi album, where he's talking mm. about sitting on the beach mm. and they've got the car lights behind them, so it looks like they're floating in it, whatever. Like mm. I was like, it's that scenario, but this song, mm. they would marry up perfectly. Like you can mm. see it how it would fit into like even in beach kind of film tv shot background music definitely yeah yeah I, I, I think i'll probably hear that song in a lot of things in the future that's the kind of you know yeah. a nice like a, a nice score mm. yeah. yeah yeah man agreed that's that's literally the image i had as well um mm. and now that you've said that it reminds me of the scene in, uh towards the end of queen and slim um where he sort of he sort of pops out the window and it kind of reminded me of that quite vividly and like the smile he does and stuff like yeah, yeah. it's just mm. lovely vibe music I think Neo Soul is one of those genres that that just yeah. you know, vibes every single time do you know what I mean yeah. without uh, fail doesn't without miss fail. yeah doesn't, doesn't miss doesn't <laughs> hits the belly each time yeah I really, I really <laughs> used to this song so like where were you like kind of when when you discovered it and fam mm. I was, it was it was a late night thing it was like two o'clock <laughs> came across the song and then it was on the headphones i was like whoa do you know what i really love about it is the way it starts i don't know there's something about it 
about a tune being recorded and you're just hearing it in its like natural form before they've gone to the studio they've done anything about like anything about it just recording it that's what like got me because i was like oh damn so when i was hearing how the like the baseline came in and how they built on that i was like okay Mm -hmm. like that's actually quite beautiful i'm just a person that i love seeing growth and progress so when i have that in a track where they just like strip it down it's like this was the naked idea now this is how we take it and then we've used it as a part of the track it was just beautiful and for me i think i don't know it just resonates with truth more like the truth of the track and just it being out there but if for me it's like it's fantastic for summertime it's like bike riding ironically bike riding um bike riding or just being out with friends just just the simple fact of the message of i'm here for it all like it was your worst night i was here for you and i'll always be there type of thing that's just it's beautiful summertime vibes you know what i mean like sunset type so yeah that's where it took me Young Dippo, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, man. It's been a pleasure. Honestly, shout out to you every single time. Where can the people find you on socials if you want to drop them? You know, you can find me at Idris Alba on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. don't leave me, don't leave me, don't leave me, don't leave me, don't leave me. me. I love that trend. I I, I, I I love love it. it. I love it so much. I love it. Um, I'm at underscore, two underscores, at underscore, underscore, Dipola on Twitter, Instagram. Anything else, it's not me. So, listen, if they ask you for money, that's, don't, don't come crying to me. Don't cry, don't beg. It's not me. Uh, you can catch Dippo on our post show, The Wheel Up, uh, which is only on our Patreon. Uh, we're going to go record that now. But yeah, Dippo, thank you so much for hopping on the episode. Really appreciate it. Pleasure. I can't change my energy, can't fake it. When I'm with you, I feel I can fly. Yeah, fly. Yeah, fly. Yeah, fly. Yeah. And if this goes and we fall into a stasis, not rugby, you won't yep. tackle my yep. pride. Fat pride. Wap 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 pride.